The Fantasy Focus Football Podcast is presented by GEICO. Whether you rent or own, GEICO makes it easy to bundle home and auto insurance. Go to GEICO.com today. All right. All right. So I'm going to bring out a crappy band that you guys have never heard of. That crappy band's name is Mike Clay. And Mike Clay and I are going to do a quick segment with you guys before we start. He's a NASCAR guy with a base to try. A leg for fans and Charges are off to a terrible start. But that won't change his mind. Matching up all the cornerbacks. Touchdown regression and weekly stats. But if your nope. team falls flat, he's the one to Hey guys, one more time, give it up for Mike Clay coming out in his favorite Chad Pennington jersey. Yeah, I was going to say, I got the Chad Pennington jersey, the greatest, my favorite player of all time, believe it or not, believe it or not. As a Lions fan, I understand what it's like to have all of your great jerseys be players that are no longer on the team. This is true. This is true. Sorry, Jets fans. All right, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to take 10 minutes with this opener, uh, and we're going to do this thing where Mike Clay had an article come out on ESPN.com where he did the uh, perfect, what is it, the perfect draft? The perfect. He doesn't even know. I just told him this like five minutes ago. The ultimate draft board article, which I do every year. And it, uh, it's reason. perfect every time. Everybody that's on it is a... No, no, that's not. All right, so we're going to run through this real quick because we just want to make sure that Mike Clay got some love for some of this show. You know what I mean? I appreciate uh, so it. Round one. We're going to get into this. All we right, got 10 go. minutes. 10 minutes on the clock. Yeah, Kyle, perfect draft in 10 minutes. So we're going to go fast. So 10 minutes, is, perfect yeah, draft. This is all the important stuff, and then we're going to... Then you could have some fun with the rest of the real crew. All right, right you're ready? drafting first right. overall in a draft round one. Who are you taking number one overall? Well, if you pick your draft spot... Man, you didn't show up for rehearsal, did you? Nope. If, you're pick, if you have the option to pick your draft spot, I say pick 1.1. Take Saquon Barkley. Easily the top fantasy asset this season. I think there's a lot of debate. Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey... I say you get your hands on Barkley, and no, I'm not just saying that because we're in New York. I think he's by far the best pick. If you are not picking 101 and you're picking later on in the draft, give me a couple of guys that you like later on in the first round. Yeah, the guys I've been getting a lot, Le'Veon Bell, again, another New York player, and, uh, and Michael Thomas. I've found myself picking them in the middle of a lot of drafts this year. Michael Thomas, last season, 85% catch rate. We don't talk about this enough. That was an NFL record, which is amazing. That guy's incredible, has such a high floor, so like him. And, of course, Bell should be a workhorse here for the Jets. Okay, so you talk about being a workhorse. You've got all that volume in round one. You want to make sure that you get as many touches as you possibly can. Who are you looking at in round two? Yeah, round two. So if you're picking, say you pick late in in round one, you're probably going to have a shot at Tyreek Hill early in round two. Remember, this guy led the wide receiver position in fantasy points last season. So, uh, obviously, explosive, great offense. So, I like him. If you go later in that round, look at Antonio Brown. Again, his, his ADP kind of falling right now because of the helmet and the feet and all that fun stuff. But uh, you can get him at a discount. He, he could very well lead the NFL in targets this season. So, uh, I like him a lot. Okay, but if you had a couple of other guys, like let's say that by chance Todd Gurley maybe fell to the, you know, the beginning of the second round, or like a Travis Kelsey, how do you feel about either one of those guys there? Yeah, I like them both. I think uh, those are two hot names right now, kind of controversial names. Do you take them, do you not? I think Todd Gurley is fine. Remember, this guy has... 40 touchdowns over the past two seasons, which is just incredible. And you, I mean, you could cut that in half, and he still would be a terrific fan. 20 asset. touchdowns. 20, what? Yeah, if you 20? cut the 40 touchdowns in half, it would be 20 touchdowns. Mathematician right here, that's right. 
That's really good. 40 and 29 games, and he, mi- he actually missed three during that span. So um, he's coming at a discount right now, still very well to lead the position in fantasy points, so I like him. And then Kelsey, I mean, he's led the position in, in tight ends, of course, in fantasy points each of the past three seasons. I think you look at George Kittle and Zacher, it's probably going to lose some targets this season because of other things going on in those offenses. So for me, Daniel, I have Kelsey 47 points ahead of those two in terms of projected points. So for me, if you want to look at him in round one, late round one, early round two, I think that's fine. Okay. So we're through two rounds of the perfect draft so far. We do not have a single Detroit Lion on the roster yet. Is round three where we finally get a Lion off the board? I hate to say it, but the answer is yes. Yes! The answer is Woo! yes. Uh, carry on Johnson, of that's course. That's right. I heard someone say, yep, carry on Johnson, of course. Uh, last year, RB14 when he was playing, and he only played 51% of the snaps. Now Theo Riddick's gone. I mean, I could see Carrion catching 50, 55, maybe 60 balls this season. So I like him a lot. Big upside, still a very young player. Um, if not him, maybe you want a wide receiver. Maybe you just want to cross all lines off your list. Not a bad plan. Amari Cooper would be your target, I think. Uh, again, career-high 25% target share last season when he joined Dallas was wide receiver 9 that Cowboys offense is better than it's ever been in the Dak Prescott era. So uh, remember, Dak, uh, uh, Amari Cooper's still very young. We may not have seen his ceiling, so I like him. Okay. Who are you looking at in round four now that we've got a good, solid three-man rotation there? Yeah, we're cruising now. Uh, Josh Jacobs here at running back. Julian Edelman at wide receiver. You guys buying Josh at. Jacobs in the fourth round? you think he's going to be a good rookie? All right. Yeah, listen, if you look back to the 11 running backs picked in the first round before Jacobs, Seven of them were top 10 fantasy running backs as rookies. First-round running backs get the rock a ton, and Jacobs will this season. You have Jalen Richard in passing situations, but Jacobs is going to get a ton of volume. So I like him. And, of course, Edelman. I mean, when he has played, he has been ridiculous. The last five seasons, he has been top 20 in fantasy points per game among wide receivers. Again, he's 33. The durability is a concern. But, I mean, when he plays, he's a, a terrific fantasy asset. Okay, so let's say you pick up Julian Edelman there in the fourth. So far, this draft is, dare I say, perfect. Agreed. Are you- are, are you looking at either one of the Patriots running backs potentially in the fifth? How'd you know that? Well, I have a sheet in front of me. Oh, okay. That's right. And I read it on ESPN.com because I'm a company man. Hey! Some of you listen to the podcast. The rest uh, of you, shame on you. Well, believe it or not, I mean, crazy coincidence, but the answer is yes. I am looking at Patriots running backs here. Sony Michelle or James White, I think, are both fine targets. Obviously, Michelle, terrific on the ground. Last season, if you include the playoffs, 1,267 yards and 12 touchdowns in 16 games. The guy was way better than I think we give him credit for. Obviously, he doesn't catch many passes. You have to consider that. But uh, you also have the option of James White and PPR. RB7 last season. This guy put up an 87-751-7 line just as a receiver. That doesn't even include his 100-plus carries. So uh, I think either one of those guys are, are terrific targets. Okay, so let's say you didn't jump on a tight end. In the front half, maybe you missed that, you know, the, the Royal Trio. What is it the field calls them? Is that what it is, the Royal Trio? Uh, well, yeah. I get, well, again, I think it's kind of two tiers now. I think it's Kelsey's the one. He's the Royal one. Then you have another tier with Ertz and Kittle. And then uh, you get to the sweet spot, which is round six, I think. All right, so here you have Evan Ingram. You have O.J. Howard, Hunter Henry, Jared Cook. I think that's a complete tier. If you come away with any of, the, of those guys, I think that's perfectly fine. My target is O.J. Howard because he is the highest ceiling. He's been number one in yards per target and yards per reception each of his two seasons in the league. Uh, last year in fantasy points per game was tight end six. Uh, you know, injuries have been a problem. Man, that guy has such a high ceiling. So from that group, he's, my, uh, he's the guy I wanted to get my hands on. All right, we're going to start cooking now here. Round seven through nine, 
who are you looking at in this neighborhood? Because you're starting to get in that spot where like all of the big names come off, and it's like I got to start making decisions about players now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you're probably looking at like your flex spot here, right? Maybe your wide receiver three spot. So I'm looking at Robbie Anderson and Sterling Shepard. Robbie Anderson in a contract year, obviously heavily motivated. Uh, he's been top ten in end zone targets each of the past two seasons. Averaged 10 targets a game the final month last season. There's really a lot to like there. So I like him, even though he does have a tough cornerback schedule this season. And then uh, Sterling Shepard, I like him too. I mean, I think this guy is extremely underrated right now. He's going to be a target hog. They have to throw the ball to someone, and he should see eight or nine targets a game, I think. I, I, honestly, that would not surprise me at all. Also, we saw him use more downfield and near the end zone with OBJ out last season. Okay. Now, let's say you get past that. You've waited on a quarterback. You're in that round 10 frame where we've been saying, wait on quarterback, wait on quarterback, wait on quarterback. Who is it that you like here in the 10th round or maybe a little bit later that you're, you're targeting from the quarterback position? Uh, yeah, we're getting into the – we're talking quarterbacks here? Are you yeah, skipping stuff? we're talking stuff? round 10. You're skipping yeah. stuff? You're skipping no, no, stuff. What are you, what are you talking I, about? I get it. I have Darius Geis next, and I know Matthew's here. Oh, that's because they're part of round 7 through 9. You see you're supposed to finish round 7 through 9. Okay. If you would have showed up to the pre-show meeting, Mike Clay, what are you, drunk? I'm, yes. Right. Drunk I'm, on that Coors Light. You know what I'm talking about? Damn right. Coors Light. Woo! So anyway, yes, we're talking about Darius Geis. Uh, again, Just we, we haven't seen him really on the field too much. Uh, obviously, he might play on Thursday, so we'll get a look at him. But you can get a potential workhorse in, uh, in, in the seventh round. So I like that a lot. Obviously, a little risk there. And James Washington, I love in Pittsburgh. Yep. That guy's looked terrific so far. I love his upside. Uh, flashed a little bit last season, but I think he's uh, an excellent target in, this, in a Steelers offense. By the way, pass heaviest in the league last season. Also set a franchise record for touchdowns. And... I heard someone's gone from that offense. Did you hear that? Who, you hear yeah, some? I heard that. Yeah, he's, a lot of targets available. Yeah, 161 to be All right, exact. so now you're in round 10. You've had a glass of water before you go back to the fridge to get into the Coors. Tell me who you're looking at from the quarterback position. I'm looking at, uh, yeah, and I, by the way, I think this is a good spot to get a quarterback. I mean, Baker Mayfield Baker is gone. Baker Mayfield will not he be is, available in the 10th round. He is off the board, right. But I like where your head's at. If Baker's there in 10, definitely grab him. Agreed, I agree. <laughs> Agreed. I don't know what league that is, but anyway. Uh, so It's the league that Matthew plays in with his daughters from his elementary school. Accurate. He, I heard he didn't, has never won that league. He's never won that He's league. Never he really hasn't. That's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> true story. Uh, so round 10, that's kind of, a, again, I talked about sweet spots at tight end. I think this is the one for quarterback. Cam Newton or Ben Roethlisberger. I think those are the two guys here. Again, I just talked about the Steelers offense last season. Big Ben was QB3 in fantasy. Led the league in passing yards, believe it or not. It was not Pat Mahomes. It was Big Ben last season. And then Cam, of course, money in fantasy. He's healthy now. He's coming at a discount. The Panthers' offense last season scored two-plus touchdowns every game through Week 14. They were terrific, like Cam as well. Okay, so now you're getting to the point where no matter who you're taking in around 11 of this perfect draft, I'm looking at my team, and I'm like, you might as well give me the championship now. But everyone has question marks by the time you get to round 11. So who do you like most here? Yeah, uh, and this is a quick one. Emmanuel Sanders right now is going in round 11. That could go up, of course, after how good he looked in, in the preseason game last night. But for now, he's coming at a discount. The Achilles is still a concern. He's 32. But the guy was QB 14 last season. He is the focal point of that Broncos offense. So right now, he's my target. Okay, so I've drafted a ton of running backs. I've got a, a bunch of depth. Who are the late-round options you're looking at if you're maybe looking for a different quarterback or maybe another tight end if you weren't able to grab somebody early on? Yeah, generally, if you or appropriately wait a quarterback and tight end for at least a while and maybe you miss out on that tier of tight ends, you might still be looking at one of these two positions, and that's okay because you have options. Delaney Walker was a top five fantasy tight end three straight seasons before last year, and again, this guy's looking spry so far. Did you see him in the preseason? I did. He's looking good too, so I still like him. 
Uh, and then Dak Prescott has never not finished as a top 11 fantasy quarterback. Again, the offense is better there in Dallas. He has 20-plus touchdowns all three seasons. I think, uh, I think he is an excellent value. By the way, if you like to stream, which, again, smart strategy, he opens with the Giants, the Redskins, and the Dolphins. So pretty good, pretty good slate to open the season. Okay, love that. And then rounds 13 through 16, there's really no such thing as a bad pick here because you're just looking for high upside guys that you can target. Uh, let me know who it is that you're going to be starting with if you're looking for either handcuffs or just high upside young players. Well, I mean, there is bad picks. Like Zach Zenner would be okay, a bad Mike. pick. or Danny Okay, Emmett. Mike. Right. <laughs> Matthew Stafford. No, but all right. Um, so anyway, uh, starting at running back here, again, I'm looking kind of at handcuffs right now. And, and you don't, just, don't necessarily handcuff your running back, right? You want guys that could be, have fantasy value if the starter gets hurt. So Giovanni Bernard, he actually could have some standalone value. Chase Edmonds, Tony Pollard right now, as long as Zeke Elliott is holding out. And the guy I'm really liking right now is Darwin Thompson. You guys know, I, if you follow my work, I love like force miss tackles, elusiveness. That, those are key numbers for running backs. Darwin Thompson had the best force miss tackle profile in this rookie class. So he went, fell to the sixth round. He's a little undersized, but he has a chance to, to uh, take on a big role in a great offense this season. I'm not a big Damian Williams fan, so uh, I think Thompson could make some noise. You hate Damian Williams this year? <sighs> Don't tell his agent. Okay. All right, and then that last two rounds, you're taking a kicker and a defense, right? Any reason to ever take a defense or a kicker before the last two rounds? Nope. Okay. Nope. Wait have any of you ever, please don't one. do that. Please don't do that. And if any of your league mates do it, please take a screenshot of it and then send it to us at Fantasy Focus on Twitter so that we can troll them incessantly during the show, okay? Appreciate that. You know, right. if you enjoyed any of this, and I understand if you didn't, but if you enjoyed any of this... It was pretty boring. A little bit of an announcement to make. Mike Clay and I are going to be doing a Friday DFS podcast. If any of you guys play DFS, just Mike and I this season. So you can come and check out Mike and I doing a podcast. It will be in the Fantasy Focus feed, so you don't even need to go anywhere else. It's just going to be delivered right to your phone, which will be a ton of fun. And Mike, you can also download it. You don't need to listen to it. Yeah, we have some cool DFS tools coming this year. We're going to talk optimal lineups. We'll talk some uh, good tournament options, and uh, we'll pack it in pretty quick, right? Yeah. it's going to be half hour or so. I mean, it's going to be a lot of fun again. It'll be just like this. It's going to be, you know, I'm not funny. I'm not going to be joking too much. We're just going to pack in information for a half he's hour. He's not funny. He's not kidding. He's just I not just funny. said that, Daniel. I know. I just yeah. said that. I, I got to cover. I want to know, like, it wasn't a joke. He Matthew's the comedian. Funny. Yeah. I'm, I'm not. Okay. You know, Mike, Fantasy Focus is sponsored by ADT. What does real protection mean for our listeners? It means you can get the latest innovation in smart home security from ADT combined with 24-7 monitoring from the most trusted name in home security. You get a team of professionals designing and installing a secure smart home just for you. You get 18,000 employees safeguarding you and your family with connection to first responders. Our audio engineer, Kurt, is a first responder as a fireman. Give it up to Kurt for doing all of our engineering today. Yeah. You also get the nation's number one home security provider. You get secure smart home with everything from video doorbells, indoor and outdoor cameras. I'm all about that indoor camera life. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Smart locks and lights controlled from the ADT app or the sound of your voice. You can get professionally monitored carbon monoxide and smoke detectors. You can get custom systems designed specific to your home. You can get safety on the go in the car or when the kids are in their school with the ADT Go app with an SOS button. Yes, you can. And give it up for Nailed ADT. It. Thank you for making this possible. And thank you to Mike Clay for coming out, being a part of the show. Thanks, guys. Mike's going to be hanging around, doing some stuff with us for the meet and greet afterwards. So make sure you do that. But for right now, 
This is the main event, the band that nobody actually cares about, but everyone paid to actually see. Give it up for Matthew Barry, Field Yates, and Stefania Bell. Honestly, my, my throws were... Thanos in the front row. Barry, Jimmy it's G. Ask. Barry, Jimmy G. Ask. I always you guys like just going to gonna stand it's great. for the I whole show? I see kids in the audience. I see kids. That's always nice to see. Did you get one? I always like to give, I always like to give these to kids. It's important for, for kids. Here, it's for you. There you go. I, I like to... It's important to give them... It's important to give them to kids. I was going to say thank you. Thank you. Just, it's always nice to make it, make it special for them. Yeah, do, you, do you really carry stickers of yourself in your yeah. pocket? Like, is this, a, is this habitual or no? Always. Okay, good. Hey, we're in Obviously. New York City. What up? What's up, New York City? Thank Let's you go. all for having us. That, for those who may not know, this is Matthew Barry. What's up? Who? What's up, party people? <laughs> The lovely star Fonya Bell here as well. And whatever, I'm just And the one who needs no introduction. Field Minister Yates! These are my people right here. My people. Great crowd here tonight. We have a great, great, great show. Uh, This is what, our fourth time coming to New York City for a live podcast? that's right. Seems to get bigger and better by a year. Uh, uh, Thomas, our number one fan, has been at every show. Where's Thomas? Thomas, Thomas is here. I know. I'm seeing Thomas is here. Oh, he's been upgraded. Has he been upgraded to the VIP? Oh, did he upgrade? What? We I guess Thomas in VIP. That's what happens when you show up to I, 11 straight live shows. I'm pretty sure he's at the bar already. He's like, I'm mean, 10 minutes in. I need to be more drunk for this. That's <laughs> a good point. By the way, he's not the only one. Just right. saying. Um, yeah, exactly. So I think this is our fourth time in New York City. Secret Squirrel, is it? Fourth time. Fourth Confirm. time. In New First York time City. here, though, the Hard Rock First Cafe. Give it up for the venue here. Great yeah. spot to be great. at tonight. Very exciting. Very exciting. We got a great show. We got a great show. I love that Thanos there is. <laughs> I know. Is there in the so front well, row. Hold on. What would prompt Thanos or someone to bring a Thanos hand glove here to a To get podcast? you guys well, to talk I'm about to it nonstop. Wraps, but I have a small part in Avengers Endgame. Oh, I haven't heard of that. Biggest movie of all time. Okay. It, slipped, it had slipped my mind. Biggest movie of all time. Just you know, saying, I'm just saying on a I forgot movie, about it. Uh, on a Because I hadn't heard basis, you mention I'm not, it I'm just in saying, like Stefania, on a per-movie basis, I'm the highest grossing actor of all time. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just, I just want to put that out there. I just want to say, though, Matthew, if you play in the ESPN app and you can change like your avatar there's a whole Avengers I know you have. is that right there is I looked for Matthew in there but for some reason I don't think it's <laughs> I gotta talk in there. I gotta talk to the tech guys we yeah. gotta get we, we gotta get work, we gotta get me on there my my little you see the avatar of me with like the like little four lines across the forehead yeah. <laughs> it's no it's five lines if you can count everybody got a sticker pack look Matthew yeah. literally has five <laughs> lines so brutal. most people that was like, generous I think <laughs> Oh, it's like that. Okay. All right. I see where Just you are. Just until I have Star a glass of wine. You, Bell. Okay. No, 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 no. This is going to be a long night for you. That's <laughs> this is going to be a long night. I get it. I get no, it. No, I have, I, have, I have support. I see a 49er shirt in the second round. 49er shirt? Yeah, that's right. That's true. That's right. There is a lot of support in the audience. Uh, 
I believe Perrin and Paige Duke. That's right, right up there. Chapin's relatives are up there. There you go. Yeah, Good to right. see you guys as always. Both of them about to get married the next year as well. They've got their Ooh. fiancés here in the crowd. Congratulations. They're going to keep, I don't know. Do they tell Chapin about these I don't girls know. or no? I, what do you think? All I know is the last time I saw him, I was drunk. <laughs> at your point. wedding. So it's, it's nice point. to see you guys sober. Welcome to the show. Well, predi- well you, I see, see, uh, you assume sober. I see a couple of man's leagues and women's leagues members here. That's right. Yep. So, uh, a lot of random jerseys here tonight. I like that. I like to see that New York seems to bring out our, our crowd. Like it seems to bring our crowd from all over the country. It's a melting pot, it's I think, is what you're pot. looking it's for. Putting it's it. a melting pot. That being said, we will, of course, address a lot of New York stuff tonight. We'll talk about the great Saquon Barkley. The New York Jets are on the rise. Yeah. Okay. Maybe we've got a Jets crowd here tonight. Okay. I see. So along those lines, let's get to it. Wait, what happened? Wow. What was going wow. on over there? <laughs> I want to party with you guys. All did, right. Did the drop buttons work or no? What? Did, did the, uh, Daniel is, is yeah. drop buttoning. No, no what dice? What happened? I was trying to play a drop, but you guys just wanted to talk over top of it. It's no big deal. I'm not used no, to it. No, go that. ahead. Go ahead. You ought to be used to no, that right no, now. No, it's okay. Go ahead. I got nothing. What was the drop you wanted to play? I was going to play the double trouble drop. Oh. Should I not? No. <laughs> why, don't, why don't we ask the crowd to do it? Can you guys do that? The double trouble drop. On count of three, let's do this together as a team for the love of Pete. Come on now. One, two, three. Double. Close enough. Yeah, close works. enough. Close enough. <laughs> All right, close let's enough. get this going here. Fairly mediocre. You guys are right on brand. Few drinks just appeared on the screen, up on the stage, by the way. What, are those oh, for wait, what happened here? Did someone just bring us dr- Oh, Thomas, Thomas has brought Thomas. us. Did you oh. really not see him walk across? Like, no, right I did. There. I was busy paying attention. Thanos, whatever. Well, you know what? F*** it. Now the show begins. Of course, of course, Field is the gentleman who goes and gets it for me. I squeeze my line. <laughs> a lot of questionable decisions. Yeah. Hello. It's a margarita. Sailor. It's a margarita, of course. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Um, Wasted so, away in Margaritaville. Hey-o. In Maddieville. Maybe literally. Uh, let's talk about the New York, uh, New York Giants to begin. No, no, no. We're doing Jets you? first. Jets, Jets first. Okay, Jets. I apologize. I was just reading the script wrong. Let's get Some, into the New York one Jets. One of us didn't attend the pre-show meeting. I know. That it was really accurate. Why did you not that show up? So yeah. right I was going to say, like, why, why, why were you during that? Yeah. Anyways, New York Jets. Vegas hasn't projected for seven and a half wins. Pretty yeah. nice total for a team that, of course, last year had a disappointing season. But... Um, they haven't gone under seven and a half wins in four straight seasons since uh, the season has spanned into 16 games. No, it's Kyle. So good things could be in order for the New York Jets, and most of that rides, of course, on their young quarterback, Sam Darnold. There are a lot of good quarterbacks in fantasy football, Matthew. So it's hard to say that Sam Darnold is the kind of guy that you are drafting to be your starter. But recently you had a conversation with our friend Dan Orlovsky as him as a potential breakout quarterback this season. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Uh Dan came on the fantasy show on ESPN Plus. Of course, I'm a company man. <laughs> there we go. Right. Nice job. We're warmed well up now, baby. Now we're here. And we just asked him, like, so the way we do segments on the show is we just sort of say, when we have somebody like Field or Stefan or Dan or whoever, we just sort of say, who do you want to talk about? Who are you strong on? And he, we said, we, we want a breakout quarterback from you. We want a quarterback bust. Uh, and we want somebody who's going to, you know, uh, a, you know a, somebody who's going to take the next step. So we had a b- bunch of different ones and uh, underrated guy. And for his breakout, he picked Sam Darnold. Now, so it's sort of interesting, right? So we saw signs of this last year 
field and Stefania. You think about uh, weeks 14 through 16. It was a three-week stretch, but he had the eighth most passing yards, the tied for the fourth most passing touchdowns. He was, uh, I believe, he was like, you know, he was, uh, he was a top 10 fantasy quarterback, QB six actually. More fantasy points than Russell Wilson or Andrew Luck in that phrase. Again, it's a very small sample size, and it wasn't enough uh, yeah, but- to save Todd Bowles' job. But the fact is, is that the other interesting piece of this, I mean, because we've talked a lot about in this offseason about how slow Adam Gase plays in terms of his pace, right? And so talking to, spoke to, uh, I spoke to Damian Woody. I spoke to, uh, I spoke to Dan. I've talked to a lot of people that know the Jets fairly well. And they say, no, 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 they're going to go very up-tempo. And you saw when their first-team offense was on the field in the preseason, they went no huddle a lot. Like, yeah, I was going to say, really, the thing with Darnold, this is a lot less about what we saw in those three games last season. It's a lot sure. more about the idea that well, he's a 22-year-old quarterback who was at one point regarded as like a borderline prodigious talent. Now, things changed during his final season at USC. He didn't slip. He went third overall. But still, not the cleanest final season for Sam Darnold, but lots of talent. And the Jets, whether they spent irresponsibly or wisely, spent a lot this offseason. Jamison Crowder added. Le'Veon Bell, of course, added. We'll talk about those guys in just a bit. But as you've said, in two preseason <laughs> One round of applause. One, yeah, sla- one clap. Oh, little, one sad little clap for Le'Veon Bell. I sort of, I enjoyed that. There's two. Oh, you know who that one, came from, Matthew? Matthew one, sad, one sad little clap and three drunken yells. So... That's where we are, Le'Veon. That's where you've dropped to. All right, go up. Anyways, Le'Veon, better skill players, better offensive system. It's the preseason. Take it with a block of salt. But in two preseason games, the Jets' first-team offense has been money. Hang on for a second. It's a block because it's so... you went to Princeton. You're brainy and stuff. Is it a block of salt? It's a a grain, but that grain could be very large. Right. The idea is when you you really have to be careful and tread lightly, you say a block of salt, right? Like a grain is like, you know, slightly (laughs) light. Don't say that. No one said that. Look it up. Google it. I guarantee you it's Someone else Google it for me. Secret Squirrel, Google it for me. Yeah, you got it. What am I Googling? You're Googling whether or not anyone ever said. Has anyone in this, by a round of applause, dead serious, by a round of applause, has anyone in this audience ever heard the phrase. Stop it, be quiet. Has anyone ever heard the phrase block of salt? Like, of course. Like, Whoever that was. Like, yeah, parent dude. Like, you're. I think I re- legitimately, on my great grandmother's dying bed, she, I think she said block of salt once. You're Daniel's grandmother. That's what we just determined. Great grandmother. Great grandmother, for the record. Yeah. Fair. Okay. I kicked that guy should out. I, should I do it now? Sorry, Field. Yeah, we kicked that guy out. Guy security. Is there security the anywhere? Out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it was worth it. Hang on. Anyways. Let me text him. Let me see what he's doing. Tough I'm crowd. sure he's enthralled by that. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, tough crowd. Lot better. What? He's doing he's Weasley doing things. Weasley. That's exactly That's right. what he is. Anyways. You know what? Uh, you know what he's doing? I'll tell you exactly what he's doing. He's pushing planting papers. guys in the yacht. What? Pushing papers. Well, I was going to... Thanks for stepping on the joke. I was going <laughs> to... It's what I do. I was going to say, it's he's doing do. Weasley things like planting guys in the audience to yell that. Sure. That's pretty Weasley of him, huh? <laughs> It's not, no. I didn't know. It's a, Matthew says he has jokes, but well, you when know I say, he really has you know a what, joke. Right, or, <laughs> whoa, well, hang on for a second. When I say, you know what he's doing, that's clearly a setup for f***ing something. Like, I mean, like, I'm, I've got some sort of line. Like, hang on for a second. Give me a minute. I just got to explain comedy to my co-host here. One second. Hang on. I got this for a second. So one of two things happens when I say, let me tell you, he's going to do something. Either it's a joke, it gets a big laugh, ha, 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 or it f***ing bombs, in which case, also funny, you. and you can make fun of me. I just, do we have a pen? I wanted to write this down. 
Thanks. All right. Nice Good catch. Time. Ooh, Josh Dotson over here. <laughs> now that is comedy. That, see? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Don't you dare! Don't you dare! He doesn't know. Oh. Is Daniel dead? I'm keeping this for the show. You can have it back after. Anyway, See, you, if I hadn't stepped on your joke, you wouldn't have had a chance to get up and yeah. explain it, and then all of that wouldn't have happened. That's comedy so at its finest right there. You. Oh, wait, hang on. Let me see. How can I... I'm trying to figure out how to snap. You guys might all be dead by the end of the show. Okay. That thing's actually pretty cool, I'm not going to lie, but you should play with it not during work. Okay, yeah. so yeah. Sam Darnold's going to be pretty good this year. Anyways, let's move along, can we? Oh, no! No, no! Does that mean something? I, I figured out how to work it. <laughs> As uh, close. Yeah. Close Next. enough. All right, what do we got? Sam uh, Arnold. Stefania Bell, there are a lot of people that are wondering about Le'Veon Bell, your cousin, for a lot of reasons. Yes. But given the fact you? that he sat out for a full season, some people are a bit concerned. No, Football no, shape. No. Is he going to have no. to adjust to being back on the field and getting get any concerns for you at all that Le'Veon Bell has some sort of impact? That's mine. Uh, some sort of impact <laughs> from missing the year last year. Well, you can look at it one of two. It's it's very distracting because you're about to spill my wine. Fine. I'm moving it over here next to Field, who's not so delicate. (laughs) Uh, You can look at it one of two ways. When a guy misses time, you can look at it like their legs are fresh, or you can look at it like they're rusty. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo, for example, looked a little rusty. Who are we talking about? Le'Veon? No. Try and pay attention. But uh, I think in Le'Veon's case, it really helped. The time off actually probably really helped him. If he was not in camp, we do talk about the fact if guys are not getting acclimated to actual football and they come back and they're playing four quarters or playing, you know, first team offense, that's when they're at risk for an injury. But he's been in camp. He's been practicing. He's been putting pads on. So even if he doesn't play in any preseason games, which is the expectation, I, I don't worry about that. And I actually look at him as a guy who has fresh legs and something to prove. All right. So, Matthew, uh, Stefania has given him the medical checkoff, but you're not really in the business of Le'Veon Bell based off where he's being drafted this season. I'm out on Le'Veon Bell. So he's okay. currently going as a top five fantasy running back, top five pick overall. ADP is running back six at the moment. And we Anyways, talk about close to top five. What? Yeah. Close to top five. Look, some of us went to Princeton, some of us didn't. <laughs> the fact is, so he's going top six, I guess. I didn't look at the note. I really should look at the note before the show. Um, <laughs> you really should. <laughs> I really should. It's make like your, the most beautifully color-coordinated yeah. note, by the way. I'd Kyle leaves everything out. Right, yeah. So, anyway. But so for somebody... Look, look, we always talk about in the first round, you want to be risk-averse. And so it's nuts to me that Le'Veon Bell is going in the middle of the first round because you can't tell me there aren't red flags here. So here's a guy in Le'Veon Bell who... In his previous season with Pittsburgh, was not particularly efficient. Averaged about four yards a carry, right? I mean, but luckily he had a good fantasy season because the Steelers' offensive line was awesome because that team scored a ton. Now he comes to the Jets. 
bad offensive line, certainly not what he had in Pittsburgh, okay? Not going to be as good an offense. We just talked about Sam, Sam Darnold, and we think he's a nice young player. He ain't Ben Roethlisberger. Jamison Crowder, Quincy Inunua, Robbie Anderson, we'll talk about all those guys coming up, but they're not Antonio Brown or Juju Smith-Schuster or the guys uh, that he had in Pittsburgh that stretched the field. So you're going to a worse offense, and you're going to probably a slower pace of play. Like, we talked about the fact that they were running up-tempo in the preseason, and we expect them to play at a faster pace than what Adam Gase did in Miami. But it's still unlikely that they're going to play as fast a pace as they did in Pittsburgh, where they were always one of the fastest pace of play teams. That so part I disagree with, though. Okay. I think, like, I think every indication this offseason has been like they're going to play fast. They're going to yes. play with a certain personnel group. They're going to try their best to rarely huddle and just keep the sticks moving. Yeah. yeah. I, and here's I, the, so I'm, I'm sort yeah. of more optimistic on Le'Veon Bell because okay. one of the things that you are mentioning for him is like red flags would apply to David Johnson, right? I mean, terrible offensive line in Arizona, not yeah. efficient last season. He averaged like 3.6 yards yeah. per carry, and you're quite bullish on him right now, right? Le'Veon's but here's every the, bit the But here's the difference. Here's the difference, right? David Johnson had one season that he missed, but he's played all 16 games every other year of his career. Le'Veon Bell's played all 16 games once in his life. He's missed 18 games every year of his, uh, 18 games in his career prior to sitting out all of last year. And I know Stefania says, you know, it could either go away, they're rusty or they're fresh, but you can't tell me, we, like, we don't know if he's in football shape. We're not going to get a chance to look at him very much. Like, maybe he plays on Thursday, but it doesn't look like he's going to. I follow him on Instagram, to. so, like, do you? <laughs> kind of know what he looks like. Yeah. I mean, well. But he could be using filters. That's a good point. That sharpened filter I mean, does wonders. Like, there's ones that like, like I'm telling you, like I'm much fatter in person than I am on Instagram. Trust me, I know. I mean, obviously, right? So my point is, is that I just think there is risk there that he is not as good as he is in Pittsburgh. I think it's a downgrade in offense, downgrade in offensive line. There is injury risk there. There's also a little bit of crazy risk. Let's be clear. Like this is a guy that, that again, said he was coming in last year and didn't. Kate said he was coming in many times last year. What happens, Field, all seriousness, and Stefania, I want your opinion on this as well. Tell me what happens if the Jets start out 2-6, two 2-5, and, and, and the New York media, which we, and we know what the New York media is like, and they're just all after Le'Veon Bell. You signed the big contract. What happened? How does he react to that? Because in Pittsburgh, the press kind of gave him a free ride, and by the way, that was a team that always won. What happens when he hits adversity? You know, I'm not as concerned about that here as you are because I don't think Le- like when Le'Veon signed with the Jets, I don't think he came here expecting like the immediate, you know, catapulting to the top of the division. I'm so like I to use to draw an analogy, like in, in Cleveland, I'm a little bit nervous about what happens if things go haywire early because they are all of a sudden the team that everybody's picking to win sure. the AFC North, etc. The Jets, I think they kind of know it. Like they could be better this year. Vegas certainly likes them to be better, but like. I'm sure, other than the, the person over right. there that keeps cheering for him, like, no. I don't know if anybody really expects him to be like 9-7 yeah. and seven this season. But you know who that person is? That's Stephon- Sammy Eds from the former women's league, if you know that. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. She's, she's out here somewhere. That's right. We have a lot of women's leagues, a lot of men's league uh, participants in here as well. Stefania, I'm curious. You're smart. You're smarter than Field at any rate. <laughs> Which, whose argument that? do you buy? No, I do. Trust me. Okay. Um, it's true. What, what, your thoughts. You agree yeah. with me or you agree with Field here? Uh, I'm, Break the tie. I, I'm more bullish on Le'Veon Bell than you are. See how smart and, you everyone's wrong but me. Here's the reason, though. Like you're talking about him and adversity in New York media, but I don't think it's all going to come down on him. It's either going to be a collapse of the jet, like the Jets as a team, the coach and the quarterback are under much more pressure than he is. You can't real real talk though. 
you can't tell me there isn't risk with this guy. I didn't say there wasn't risk. Okay. So that, do you, but, <laughs> yeah, but, go ahead. But, but like, okay, everybody at the running back position has risk. Everybody. There's hardly anyone who I feel confident about, like, oh, hey, you don't have to worry about him. And Le'Veon Bell did have some, especially, like, if you look at two, three years ago. But his last season that he played, he played in 15 out of 16 games. So his healthiest season, aside from the one where he played all 16, was the year before he sat out. So here's my question, though. Just to answer your thing about David Johnson, David Johnson's missed one season. He's played all 16 games. Last year, where every possible thing that could go wrong did for the Arizona Cardinals, a historically bad offense, still finishes the ninth best running back in fantasy. A lot of it, again, your, your belief that David Johnson is as good of a, or better bet than Le'Veon to play 16 games this year, I personally am less worried about it. I say David Johnson. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Don't, don't jump ahead. For the love of Pete. There we go. That's my guy right there. I say David Johnson has more fantasy points this year than Le'Veon Bell. You know what? YOLO. I say Le'Veon Bell has more fantasy points than David Johnson in 2019. Put it on the board! Put it on the board. Real quick, though, by a show of applause, I'm curious how you guys lay this out. So everyone that agrees with Field on Le'Veon Bell, give me some applause. This could be close. Everyone that agrees with me on David Johnson, give me some applause. You guys are a bunch of panderers. Panderers. Where's the loyalty to your soil? Ridiculous. What is happening right I now? Know. What What's you, going what on, are you Space breaking? World? We're just having an issue with the iPad. No okay, big no big deal. It's time for some straight what you, what talk. Are you watch, what are you watching on that? Yeah. Secret Squirrel. <laughs> Emphasis on secret. <laughs> I took off the parent filter. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you did. Is it time for the... It's time for straight talk, Matthew. Straight talk. So and look, you wouldn't want to spend more to get the exact same wait, thing, would wait, you? Wait, wait, wait. Hang on for a second. Get to the right page. Let's stand up. No, no, no. I know. I understand. Okay. I'm getting to the right page. Oh, but more importantly, they, they got a character. script for us. Okay. They got a script, and one of us has been in a major motion picture with Robert Downey Jr. and Robert <laughs> Not Redford. aware of that. Was not previously aware of that. My microphone doesn't go very far. Understood. It's time for it some straight like a personal problem. But all right. Um, Whoa. Look, you wouldn't... That was a better joke than that... that that was a s- timing. To my, to, I'll teach you a couple lessons. That was sometime. a good joke. Time All for right. some straight talk. Look, you wouldn't spend more to get the exact same thing, would you? No. Who would? <laughs> so when I tell you that straight talk wireless runs on the same cell tires as the big guys, towers as the big guys, but charges you a lot less, a lot less. You see where I'm going with this, right? That America's largest, most dependable 4G LTE networks up to half the cost? That's right. Get the $45 unlimited plan from Straight Talk with 25 gigs of high-speed data and no contract. Only at, at Walmart. Walmart. What? You heard me. That's right. Only, you heard it. Only at Walmart. Walmart. It's like a master class in acting right here <laughs> on the stage. It's incredible. Uh, we're done. No, it, we're done. Is I that just, it? That's it. You did a great job. All right. Exemplary work by you. Thank you for Straight Talk. Thank you to Straight Talk. There you go. And, and scene. <laughs> Robbie Anderson, restricted free agent for the Jets this past offseason, has been re-signed. He is going right now in terms of, uh, or last year, excuse me, wide receiver 39. Right now in terms of ADP, he's being drafted at wide receiver 32. Matthew, this is a player that you are more confident in, having him all the way up at wide receiver 24. It's an awesome Jets offense, right? I'm sort of, yes, I'm sort of buying this Sam Darnold takes a leap. 
Look, we've seen Robbie Anderson be productive as a fantasy wide receiver with whoever the quarterback is. Again, final four weeks of last season when it sort of started to click in for Sam. Wide receiver six over those final four weeks. He had a 32% target share from Darnold. 14.7 career yards per catch. That's the seventh highest rate among wide receivers that have at least 150 catches over the last three seasons. He's a big play guy. We know it. We know the talent is there. We expect this offense to be better. We expect Sam Darnold to be better. So, yeah, I mean, the, I mean, if there's an argument, I guess, against him, it's maybe there's a little bit of inconsistency because he's kind of a big play threat. But I feel like last year he sort of turned the corner on that and became more of a complete wide receiver. Yeah, I we'll would, see. So, I, I would just point out those yeah. final four weeks, that stat you gave. Quincy Inunua was out those four weeks. Yeah. Not, and now you've got Inunua and Crowder there. I, I love Robbie Anderson as a big sure. play guy, but I'm not sure I see this huge spike. I, listen, I agree with you, Stefania. I agree that the target share is not going to be over 30%. I 100% agree that the target share will come down. I don't have him, uh, I don't have him absolutely crazy. I mean, I have, I'm at wide receiver 24, I think that's, which is a wide receiver 3. You know what he is, Field Yates? He's a wide receiver 3 with upside. With upside. <laughs> I would have laid it out there. With, with upside. Uh, I could, yeah, you're right. I screwed that up. It's okay. I pulled the you're Stefania. I, know, I pulled the Stefania. It's contagious. It happens to us all. It happens to us all. Uh, but the Jets wide receiver group is fairly interesting this year. And I know that the term sleeper is somewhat ridiculous now in fantasy football because, like you guys, so many smart fans, every name is already familiar to you. And Jamison Crowder is not a new name in fantasy, right? I mean, he played for the Redskins and had some bright moments. He was a productive player at times for Washington, Matthew's beloved Redskins. But I think there's a chance he is a sleeper this year. I've got a wide receiver 39, 12 slots ahead of his ADP right now, wide receiver 51. For all the rhetoric there was of Le'Veon Bell being a guy the Jets, at least Adam Gase, was not super comfortable paying the money that they paid for, they love Jamison Crowder. And going into, the again, using these two preseason games and whatever we've seen during practice so far this year, it's clear this guy is going to gobble up targets this season. So here's the thing. I'm with you. I think Crowder is a terrific player. Loved, loved him in Washington. I thought it was a nice signing for uh, the Jets. And you and I both have him. I'm at wide receiver 44, so you're higher than I am. But both of us have him significantly ahead of his ADP where he's going as wide receiver 51. There's a few couple of concerns here for me on Crowder, which is why I don't have him as high as you. But I, I'm with you in just in central that I think he's a sleeper. I think he's going underrated. The concerns are, first off, Injuries. He's a guy that's been banged up in and out of the lineup over the last couple of years. Every yeah. Redskin has. Yeah. Well, <laughs> to that. I'm aware. Yes. He's been banged up, but I don't think, I don't think injuries are huge. Like, he's not a huge red flag for me. Which is, which is great. But, it's, it, you know, he, it, is, it feels like there's some, you know, it feels like hammy. It feels like there's been some soft tissue stuff with him. But beyond that um, field, I'll say this. He's not a big touchdown guy. And especially when you add when you add in Robbie Anderson, when you add Quincy and Nunwa, when you've got Le'Veon Bell, which you expect they would focus on him at the at the goal line and near there. And then by the way, at some point they're gonna get Chris Herndon back. It just feels like the odd that you're basically counting on him for volume yeah. for his yeah. fantasy production. And I don't know how much he gets it with like all the all the mouths to feed there for the Jets. Believe it or not, I can't believe I said that. But so, listen, I like him. I think he's a really good NFL player. I thought it was a really nice signing, an underrated signing by the Jets. Um, but I guess I have slightly less optimism for you just because I think the scoring opportunities might be less than what we think. Low-end wide receiver for but keep an eye on him. I think there's a chance that he, you know, again, gobbles yeah. up 80 catches this year. Would not surprise me. Like Would not surprise me with either. A, with the Dolphins, who depended on volume, Jarvis Landry. True. Yeah. And under Adam Gase. And that he was very valuable in fantasy, playing essentially what could be a similar role. 
Uh, so yeah. one more player amongst the pass catchers to get here. I'm going to blitz pass Gwinty Anuma. Good to see him back in the fold for the Jets this year. Got a nice contract at the end of last season. But tight end Chris Herndon's really intriguing. Now, the problem is you've got to be patient. Herndon's going to miss the first four games of this year. He's been suspended. It was an incident that took place, I think, even uh, before last season. Uh, but Herndon's going to be out for four games. The Jets love this kid. The Jets think this guy is a star in the making. And he had some star moments last season. Can you draft a player, though, Matthew, at tight end, a position that you're only playing one person at per week, given that he's going to miss four games to begin the year? You can if you're, you can if you're in a deeper league, if you're going to carry two tight ends, if you sort of punt the position. Uh, and I, I apologize because I saw another fantasy analyst put this out on Twitter, and I forget who it was, so I apologize. This is not you my... Give me credit. Uh, yeah, sure. I'm sure it was you. Um, no, but somebody, somebody suggested, like... Why don't you pair Tyler Eifert with Chris Herndon? Like, we know Eifert is good when he's at healthy, and maybe you could get four games out of him before he, he gets hurt again. And so, like, you know, or same with Jordan Reed, right? And then I thought that was sort of an interesting idea. But you could, I think Herndon is, I don't know, in a standard 10-team redraft league, you're necessarily drafting him. But uh, I, it also sort of depends on your league rules. Some league rules allow you to put in IR a suspended player. I don't believe that's not the case for ESPN standard leagues, but depends on your league setting. So the play uh, might be this. Yeah. Grab him a week or two too early. You know, like don't like don't draft him because I don't think he'll go drafted in most 10 team leagues. I agree. But maybe around like, you know, uh, week three, you snag Chris Herndon off the waiver wire. By the way, to give credit to who it's due to, Evan Silva, our friend Ed, Evan oh, was Silva, it Evan? Uh, so pointed that out. We love Evan. Establishtherun.com. Yeah. Go subscribe to that. Absolutely. Uh, right uh, so we love Evan. Maybe a player to grab off the waiver wire, like early, like, like you know, if, if you're in a good spot, week two, more likely week three or week four, before yeah. he's back. Um, Evan is great. You know who else is great? Number 18 right there, Peyton Manning, just showed up, just walked in <laughs> with a stand up. No, eight. Yo. Yo, listen, Peyton. Now, what I want you to do, hold up what you just brought. Hold up what you just, br- what you just came back with. Look at that. That guy, that guy just bought <laughs> double buckets. Let's go. Double buckets of beer. Like, I don't know how long you think we're taking with this show, but I love you, my friend. That's awesome. That's a guy that's like. Got a dozen silver bullets right there. Exactly. I'm not Those sure what's more impressive tonight. that double, he brought that double back buckets or that of you beer. spotted it. What? I said, I don't know what's more impressive that he carried that back or that you spotted it. Listen, while Matthew, he was talking, Matthew hung out that's with like doing two things at once. Like These two guys are walking back with one beer each. Like, it looks. <laughs> I mean, Stop. that guy's. That guy's double buckets. Soft. That guy's double buckets. I'm just saying. I want to party with you, cowboy. Record-breaking beer sales coming right now. In a minute, we're going to talk about the New York football giants. But first. (laughs) But first. A round of applause and a quick break. But first. Wait. A quick break? I've been told there's been a quick break. I'm never going to be able to do this. Okay, well, Matthew's wandering... You going to those buckets right now? Oh, boy. Oh, gosh. Okay. I take no responsibility for what's about no. to happen right In now. Fact, we're going to try to distract you while Matthew leaves the stage. He can't help. What do you got? Do you want us to keep going or what do you want to do? See, it's on. Is this on? Oh, oh boy. Yeah, it's on. I was told, oh, we're in trouble. I was told there's a break. All right. Uh, field. Should we carry on? Okay. We're going to carry on. We don't know where he's going. Uh, where is Adrian, my new friend from Fortnite? Come on up right here, Adrian. Adrian. Oh, Adrian's hey, coming up to the Adrian. stage. Yep. Hey, guys. Okay, hey, welcome, Field. Adrian. Field, I'm up here. 
What do you want from the bar? Uh, uh, Coors Light. Silver Bullet me, please. Okay. Hey, Starfania, what do you want? Uh, I'm good. What did she say? She said fireball. No, 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 fireball. No, I'm good. I got Double wine. Fireball. Thomas hooked me up. We're good. I can't hear you. People are talking in my ear. I got a so, bunch of people uh, here. So Adrian here is All my right. new best friend because she's okay, a 49er fan. Still sticking with him. From the Bay Area here in New York City. And so Adrian, since uh, Matthew and Field decided to do a joint live read, I thought you could come help me out with this one. Obviously. This is obviously the most important one because we're doing it. So uh, see, here's the... This is where we, we, we figure out the game plan. We should have done this beforehand. Well, you know, this is, you know, it's live, so bear no, with us. No, no, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll I'll the the I'm setting Adrian up for success. I got you. Hey, field, really quick. Daniel, Daniel, what do you want? I want a ZipRecruiter live read, Okay. So, ZipRecruiter. What is the live read? What sponsor? ZipRecruiter. Okay. Well, you know what? It's hard to find good help, like somebody can get you a beer. You know. It is tough. When the... ZipRecruiter.com. It's a small... Smartest way to get a beer, Matthew. When your co-host leaves the stage, sometimes you have to search for a replacement. Just let it rip. Hiring is challenging, but there's one place you can go where hiring is simple, fast, and smart. A place where growing businesses can connect to qualified candidates. That place is ZipRecruiter.com slash, say it with me, 06010. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invites them to apply for your job. Like Matthew Berry. That's right. right. To apply for Matthew Berry's job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employees or employers, employees, come come on over to (laughs) ZipRecruiter, who post that ZipRecruiter get quality candidates through the site within the very first day. So employees go over there. And and right now, our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free, for free. free. More free. at this oh, exclusive free. web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash 06010. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash 06010. One more time, louder for the back, ZipRecruiter.com slash 06010. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. All right, guys. Move over. Hi. How about a little applause for Adrian for coming up doing on the spot? Come on. Yeah. All right. Nice job. See? What's going on? 49ers fans smart. Field. Field. Field, I got tired walking back to the stage. Of course. Of course Where you are you? You're out of I'm here. Oh, hey. I'm here, brother. Where is What's he? What's going on? You're I'm good. here, Stefania. I don't here. see him. Right here. Uh, Matthew, any oh. analysis oh. on Saquon Barkley? What? Any analysis on Saquon Barkley? He's good. Yeah. Way to go. You know what? Wait, wait, wait. Wait. I want to amend that. He's really good. He's, he's actually, he's like super awesome, really good. He's, you know, like, he's like super califragilistic, expialidocious good. For can you while, spell that? For a while, Listen. I thought you were losing your grip on being the best <laughs> fantasy analyst in the game. No, and you right? just showed right still there. You've still game. got it. Still yeah. top my game. Still top my game. By the way, shout out to uh, Dwayne behind the bar. Watches us every day on ESPN. What's up, Wayne? Bought hey. our drinks. Bought what a our guy. drinks for us. Are you serious? There you go. This is the most delicious Coors Light I've ever had. (laughs) By the way. Excellent. From you guys? Hang on. They're giving me gifts. People love me, Field. Sorry. Wait, they brought you gifts? 
Like, were they, were oh. they banking on this? Dude, hang on. It's very exciting. It's Is it a pictures? poster of us. Wow. <laughs> it's a poster of us. You know, you should send that to your child that just went to college. It'd be great wall decor. <laughs> That's right. That's right. It'll be a, a chick magnet. It'll that. be a dartboard. Hey, Matthew. Good poster for his room. Do you read GQ? What? Do, Do I read <laughs> GQ? Or just appear in it? Do you read GQ? GQ, Gentleman's Quarterly? Yeah, that's correct. Obvious. Obviously, I read but it. But I feel it comes out more than four, once a quarter. Uh, okay. Did you happen to catch Baker Mayfield's comments today about uh, Daniel Jones? Oh. Oh. Yikes. Fighting words. Hang on. Wait, 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 wait. Hang on for one t- Wait, Wait one second. Do we need to do any... Just by a round of applause, do you guys need us to do analysis on Saquon Barkley why he's number one overall? Do you guys give it? All right, good. All right, oh, we're so going to revisit if we need to. All right, yeah, he's really good. No, right. he's really, really good. But, but I, it's weird because I did an event in Vegas last weekend, and I had a lot of people trying to say, oh, it should be McCaffrey, Kamara, because they're worried about the offensive line of the Giants, or they're worried because Beckham isn't there, blah, 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 blah. Do, do, does anyone in this room disagree that uh, uh, Saquon Barkley is number one overall? Okay. Okay. Smart people here. Oh, a couple people. She knows what's happening. That's right. Yeah. Right there. Wow. <laughs> All right. Okay, good. Uh, so now, now a question for the crowd one more time. Are people booing, are people booing because of Baker's comments or because of Daniel Jones? Baker. Okay. Oh. It's, 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 honestly, I, I, I don't know I, I what know. the answer was that right there. Hey, Baker. That the answer mixed. was Baker. They are, they are firmly Baker. behind their quarterback here in New York. Okay. We're all in on Daniel Jones. I don't Sort of? Oh. Kind of? Some are. I don't know. I still uh. think it's more of a split crowd. Anyways, for fantasy football this year, not a player that has currently cracked our quarterback rankings given that he is not going to start. As a matter of fact, the Giants have laid out their perfect plan. Owner John Mara says he's going to play zero games this season. We'll That's see. That's the ideal scenario there for Daniel we'll Jones. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see. see. So, anyways, Daniel Jones, a player that we're being patient on with fantasy football right now, but go read Baker Mayfield in GQ if you are so inclined. Matthew mentioned Saquon Barkley, the consensus number one running back, the consensus number one pick. The by the way, that you feel great about. By the way, Baker walked those comments back. You saw that. I on, did see that on as well. the gram. Yes. He right. walked those back. He walked them back, but still, you know, the, it was the quote that you know it got halfway around the world before Baker what had was the not chance. cool. To correct it. Hang on, I got, I got, I got to comment here. What's your name, sir? I'm, I'm a Giant fan. My name is Carl. And you said that you said that was not cool. What was not cool? It's not cool to rank on another player who hasn't even attempted to play yet. I mean, we saw preseason. I get it. But Daniel Jones, we don't know yet. We got to take it easy. We got to see if he's good. And I think Baker should know better than that. That sounds like a Giants there fan. You go. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Carl, bringing the house down. Carl, you've won a sticker pack and a... Uh, <laughs> Carl, 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 Carl. Well done, Carl. I appreciate the thoughts there. Look at, you know what? I'm looking forward to seeing Daniel Jones because the good news for Daniel Jones is all the comments that have been said over the past year, he can shut everybody up with his play on the field when he eventually gets his chance. Saquon Barkley and Mr. Set of them forget it. Love Saquon this year, but... It gets more interesting here for the Giants with pass catchers. And Stefania, for a while, we thought, hey, Sterling Shepard should be the easy answer as the number one wide receiver in New York with Odell no longer here. Then he got hurt at the beginning of training camp. Are we all good, though, now with that thumb issue? Well, he says he's all good. Uh, Sterling Shepard back in practice, not wearing the no-contact jersey. It's always a good sign. Yeah. Um, he said his thumb's healing up great. Hey, Stefania. He 
Hey, I'm over here now. Wait, I'm over I here. can't see you. I'm over, I'm over oh, here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Man I'm over here. Yes. I'm, uh, What's I'm your just, question? I'm mingling with the fans. I'm, I'm taking selfies. I'm a man of the people. I but, see that. Um, I'm just curious. How do you get one of them no-contact jerseys? That sounds cool. Yeah, well, first you have to play in the National Football League, Matthew. Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> You're not eligible for a no-contact jersey. I, I, <laughs> I disagree. So does my wife. Come on. <laughs> that was a good one. Oh. Yes, no. Oh, there you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. That's right. That's right. That's right. Do you That's understand right. that That's when right. you clap for him, God, that God. means more bad That's jokes? Right. That's like, right. That's what we That's something. what's going to happen. Right. We solved it. He's going to say, I killed it in New York. My humor's amazing. Seriously. Whatever. This is my town, baby. This oh. is my town. <laughs> it's your town. My town. Says the your guy town. from what? College Station, Texas. That's right. Thank you very much. Anyways, Redskins fan from College Station, Texas. But New York's your town. All Uh, right. Sterling Shepard. So Sterling Shepard, yes. So he's back catching passes. But I imagine that thumb's still healing a little bit. I would prefer that he wasn't catching passes for another week or two. But as long as he says it's good, it's good. Sorry, Would you I'm care? Not sure like, what, are you back with us? Are you going back? Like, what are you doing? I thought maybe go back into the Sterling Shepard, though, Matthew. No, but hang on. Listen to what Stefania said. Stefania said, he says it's good, so it's good. No. When have we ever believed a player about their own injuries? Well, we're, believe, we're choosing to believe him in this one. Look, it's not, look, Listen, it's not like he has a hamstring. Stuff, I believe all sorts of stuff. It's not like he has a hamstring. It's a broken right. bone. Once he got the medical clearance to actually be out there participating, I'm really not that worried about it. He would have to hit it in a very unusual way for it to re-break. So okay. a couple of things from Sterling Shepard last year. Now, again, Odell Beckham Jr. was there. Uh, but he had an 18.8% target share, so one in five targets was going his way already. He's clearly the number one wide receiver for the first four games when Golden Tate is suspended. We have him right now ranked right outside of our top 30 for wide receivers. Some of the concerns... It's a passing offense we're not super confident in. Second of all, we, we just, just heard Carl give him a chance. That's a good point. Give him a chance. No, no, give Daniel Jones a what? chance. Not, not Eli? Not Eli, yeah. All right, hang on for a second. I got a quick question here. Real talk here for a second. I only want Giants fans. So if you're in here, you're a Jets fan, you're a fan of another team, I don't want you answering. All right, I'm asking you. This is a legit question. Peyton can chime in. all seriousness, so it's like Eli Manning, yay or nay? Yay! Uh, how... Those jerseys back there. What? What do you say, front row? He's he's lost. He's done. Washed. Wa- he's washed. Washed. He's washed. washed. I got a guy in the front row here wearing shades indoors. I dig that look. I don't think I can pull it off, my friend, but you do. No, he looks like Bruce Arians. He's got <laughs> a little Bruce Arians to him. Yeah. He's got a little Bruce Arians to him. I see that. I like it. I, I see I that. that in a very Stand up. Right. Take yeah. a look. Get the stuff right right there. Let's go. Our there man. You there you go, Bruce. Hey, buckets. How we doing over there? Double buckets. How we doing? Where are we? Where are we at in the buckets? I want to know. Mike. That's a lot of empty bottles oh, yeah. right there. He's silver bowl. He's one bucket Dilly down. <laughs> one bucket good. down. That was like eight minutes ago. You asked him about the the two buckets. Pretty listen, impressive, right there. Listen, some people come to play. That guy, he came to play. He came to win. He came to win. He came to win. He Sterling came to Shepherd. Win. So Sterling there's a new sheriff in town. <laughs> See what I did there? That's you know, he's, he's wearing number 18. You right. are on yeah. fire right uh, now. I'm just saying. in the fantasy marathon has been a good week for Matthew Berry. But we continue with Sterling Shepard. Matthew, outside of our top 30, a couple of reasons. Passing offense concerns. Second of all, we talked about this with Jameson Crowder, who we have ranked at the bottom of the 30s. Hard to score from the slot. 
Well, the other piece of it here is, and so, I mean, you and I, right, you have been 31, I have been 33. Last year, four games without Odell Beckham at the end of the year. Wide receiver 30 over those four games here. I think that's about right here. The other problem here is, is I think, with Shepard here is you look at sort of where he's going in terms of ADP. Think about Allen Robinson, about Sammy Watkins. It's all guys that, like, if the right circumstances happen, could be good, but there's still some warts here. I do think Sterling Shepard has a decent uh, fantasy year, but I think when you think about the Giants' offense, it's Saquon, and I think it's Evan Ingram. Like, if I had to pick a Giants pass catcher this year, give me Evan Ingram. So we'll talk about Evan Ingram in just one second, but let's just close the wide receiver to Golden Tate, who has been suspended for four games to begin the season. He got a big contract this offseason from the Giants, and somewhat of a duplicate part, right? Because I just mentioned that Sterling Shepard plays from the slot, but maybe not, because you know, that's kind of what Golden Tate does as well. He's awesome after the catch. Uh, did not have a particularly great year last year when he was traded to Philadelphia, but still got a good contract. By the way, the that's like the nicest thing anyone said about Golden Tate's no, year Golden last Tate year. Golden Tate was good until he got traded to Philadelphia. Yeah. Golden Tate was brutal in Philadelphia okay, last so year. Okay, so that's my thing. Yeah. He was good until he, he got traded to Philadelphia. He good until Philadelphia. Golden so, Tate also in the concussion protocol, so may not be doing much of anything for like six sure. weeks. Should you draft? So uh, it maybe gets different with tight ends because there are so few of them. But again, the question comes back to here: Like, is Golden Slate, Golden Tate, even draftable at this point, given the four game no. bin? No, he's passing not. on him. Golden Tate is undraftable. Here's the thing: Golden Tate's fantasy value has always been on volume, right? He's never been a big touchdown scorer. I don't think Thirsty Kyle, you can uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong on this. Look this up. But I don't believe Golden Tate has ever scored more than five touchdowns in a season. And if he has, it's been very rare. He's looking it up. Can I have a round of applause for Thirsty Kyle? This is what it looks like. Let's go. This guy's like, the man. During, during the podcast, I'll say something like that, and then Thirsty Kyle will lean over his computer and like sort of <laughs> tic-tac. And, so and and, give, him, give Thirsty Kyle the microphone. Okay. All right. Hold on. All right. Yeah. Twice. Twice over five. Twice he's over five. And, and, and I would have many, lied there, how Kyle. Many years, how many years? 2012 he, and 2015. So 2015, it's been a couple of seasons since he scored over five. And he's only done it twice in an NFL career. So honestly, his fantasy value has mostly come from volume. I just don't see him getting significant volume in this offense. He's not going to score. I mean, he's, he's at best the fourth passing option, right? You would agree that when Eli or Daniel Jones, whenever he gets in there, is looking around, they're looking in some order at Ingram, Barkley, and, and Shepard, right? right? By so the way, he's the, I just said, who is the slot? I think we, maybe we learned it last year. Good note from Kyle here. Yeah. 74.8% of Sterling Shepard's points came from outside of the slot last year when Odell Beckham Jr. was out for those last four games. So yeah. basically, he seems like the more likely bet to move outside. Golden Tate remains in the slot. But really, the guy amongst the wide receivers and tight ends that moves the needle most for the Giants is Evan Ingram. You have him at tight end four. I am at tight end four. He's being drafted fourth amongst tight ends. If it's not Travis Kelsey or Zach Ertz or George Kittle, this is the man at tight end this year. Well, you think about last year and the last four games that... Odell Beckham Jr. missed, but Saquon Barkley was there. And in those four games, Evan Ingram at least 75 yards in all four of those games. I believe he averaged over 16 fantasy points per game. Uh, you, you know, you think about this. Past two years, Ingram's played 14 different games without Odell Beckham. In those games, on a per-game basis, he's getting about five receptions a game, uh, about 60 receiving yards, almost eight targets a game, 13.8 fantasy points per game. That would have been tight end five last season, 13.8, just behind the big three and Eric Ebron. So honestly, and oh yeah, and, and I, just, I just found it here on my sheet. I'm a little, it's a little blurry to me. I've had a couple of margaritas. Uh, 
but it's at 16.2 fantasy points per game, those four games last year without Beckham and with Barkley in the lineup. And by the way, just from the eye test, Evan Ingram's a stud, man. Yeah, like, he's, a, like, he's an oversized wide receiver. He's an is, oversized right? wide receiver who's great in the red zone. Uh, he's awesome running the seam route, which I think is the, you know, one of the better passes that Eli throws still at these, these he's days. All, he's all of those things, but you talk about injury risk, you have to factor in that he missed five games last year. Okay, let's factor them in. So, hamstring, knee injury. I mean, it was a big deal. He came back and he wasn't 100%. Goes out with another injury. It's a small sample size, only two seasons, so I hate to knock a guy for that, but we do but it for you everyone. Are. You're knocking well, him. Well, because This is you. The biggest... Knock, knock. It's me, Stefania. <laughs> That's big... my impression. I'm That's sorry. Not, let me that do, is let not me do what Stefania sounds not, like, Matthew. No, no, no. Hang on. Okay. It's, like, it's, not, it's like... Oh, no. Oh, here we go. It's the voice. Yeah, better when you... Hello! <laughs> Hello! I'm here to crap on your fantasy value! It's George Kittle and no one else! (laughs) That part's true. That part's true. But... Hello! Listen to me. I'm listening! (laughs) You have to at least consider that the biggest predictor of injury... I'm considering! (laughs) The biggest... The single biggest predictor of injury is prior injury. So when you're coming off a season where you miss five games, it does factor into his fantasy value a little bit. So I learned this at Princeton. (laughs) No, real talk. So where where do so we have him? Where were Yates? Field Minister Yates and I both have him as tight end four. We built this. We are we are we are all in. Well, so no, no, no. you rank him as what? You have him at tight end what? I still have him at tight end four because I think from the skill mm. level. No, no, but but what? that's not fair. But you can wait. No, it you is fair. You're not it, allowed to shit on him and then rank him as tight end four, right? Am I right? Is, you're, that's no. not allowed. No, that's it's it's against the rules. It has to do with tiers and skill levels, and I don't think that. I would so to me we've put these four tight ends pretty much at the top and draft everyone below. I would wait much longer to draft Evan Ingram than I like those What's top three that go. I have George Kittle number two, Zachary's number three. Me see, and then for me, I'm waiting and not taking Evan Ingram because I'm not going to risk it there. So he might still be my fourth tight end, but I'm just not going to take him as early in a draft as some people might. Oh, okay, so it's called, fa- I, and I'm just saying this for it's always for context, right? You have to value where you value skill level is there but you have to just expect that given his injury history last year he might be at a slighter greater risk than somebody like Travis Kelsey who's played all 16 games well hang on yeah a couple things first off I heard some shushing I think they're talking about all the drunks up at the bar don't (laughs) don't make me come up there (laughs) unless you're buying drinks for us don't make me come up there all right so quiet up there. We were trying to listen to Stefania. All right, Stefania, question, though. So when you think about the next tier, right? And I agree. We're in the second tier. I'll get to you in a second. Next tier. So, like, my next three wide res- my next three tight ends after the big three, and you and I have them in the same order. I have, I have Kelsey, I kind of have O.J. Howard round, right around there, Right. Too. So, But that's what I'm asking. The next yeah. three are Evan Ing- at least for me, the next three are Evan Ingram, Hunter Henry. I'm sorry, Evan Ingram, O.J. Howard, and then Hunter Henry. All three coming off of injuries from last season. I, I, is that your order too, Field? Uh, it's definitely those three. Right. I, don't, I think it's Ingram, Henry, Howard. Yes. Okay. So you have Henry over Howard. I have Howard over Henry. But whatever. We, that's the same. That's, that's our four through six. I'm assuming that's your four through six. Yes. That seems to be sort of the consensus of the fantasy industry here. 
So would you consider Evan Ingram a bigger injury risk than either of those two guys? Hunter Henry or no, O.J. Howard? Not necessarily. Um, I think that they all have something baked in, but it, it doesn't, like, you just, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is you have to acknowledge that there's an injury history there and consider it as opposed to, like, he's going to be, when you're talking about relying on that guy as a heavy-duty pass catcher, when he needed to be relied on, you know, every time you step on the field, it's more exposure. Every time you are the guy being tackled, it's more injury exposure. So knowing that he had some issues last year, you just need to be prepared so for that. So let's just settle here. Just, we all have him as tight end four. Matthew yep. and I are perhaps a bit more optimistic about his value relative to all other positions. Acknowledge that you know, the more you're targeted, the more susceptible you could be. Let's put an end to the, to the, to the New York team talk because we want to get to some audience questions. But I want we you do. to do something. Matthew, hold on. Hey. We need the people in the bar to be quiet. We need, yeah. We're asking politely here. You guys here. paid good money to come. You guys paid good money. To come listen to us, not to talk We to promise yourself. to drink with you afterwards. <laughs> so, if you be quiet. I want, yeah. Before we get to the audience questions, I want you to spot the lie in this statement. Just have a word of mine. All right, hang on, hang on. You ready? No, no, not yet. What are you? I'm ready. I'm looking. Okay. Oh, oh the I thought line. you were going to propose to him. I got, I got a little <laughs> awkward. The night's young, Stefania. We'll see how it goes. I got another margarita in me. Anything can happen. Go ahead. What do we got? Jets, Giants, Super Bowl 54, collision course. <laughs> What's the one lie in that? <laughs> What's the... Yeah. I, I... Time for the audience question. I will say this. I'll be honest. I'll be honest, I, and I say, honestly, I, as we sit here today, yeah. I actually think the Jets have a brighter future than the Giants. I, I, no. I second that notion. And all, hang on, in all seriousness, in all seriousness, I like the front office of the Jets more than the Giants. I think after, listen, it was, it was a little bit of a disaster in terms of... Everything that went down, how but I think... they got there was interesting. What? what they, how they got there was interesting, but what they ended up with was right. something. Yes. So... I'm, I believe more in Sam Darnold than I do in Daniel Jones at this moment. Uh, I do. Yeah, of course. Of course. I do. No question. So I, I believe the Jets at the moment have a brighter future than I'm the Giants. We will find out what happens. Let's get to our questions. Daniel Dopp, what do you got for what us got from the squirrel. wonderful audience we have here tonight? Nick from North Carolina. Nick, where are you at? Where you at, Nick? All right, there's Nick. Nick. This question comes from him. Wait, you came all the way from North Carolina for this? No, a long time ago. That's not how from North Carolina works. You're not from North Carolina. No, whatever. You're you're Nick from New York. (laughs) No. You're Nick from three blocks away. Yes. (laughs) Nick, conceived in North Carolina, says, how much of Curtis Samuel hype do you believe coming out of camp? Hashtag keep pounding, which I think is a Panthers thing. It's a pan- that's a Panthers thing. That was impressive right there. Yeah. yeah. Listen, I buy it somewhat. I buy it. Listen, talented player in college obviously came out with a lot of hype. They've, they've sort of thinned the herd, if you will, in terms of the pass catchers. When he, got, he, when he got to the Panthers, there was kind of a lot of bodies there. And so I believe it. I will say this. There are a lot of people out there that have said, I prefer Curtis Samuel to DJ Moore. I am not one of them. I still have DJ Moore over Curtis Samuel. But in terms of am I buying the hype? Do I think he has a nice season? Do I think he's a sleeper? Sure, I absolutely do. I will yeah. tell you this. I was at Panthers camp and they... Uh, the Did you pers- talk to him? Because then I changed my answer. No, no, I, I actually didn't talk to him. I only talked to Greg Olson. So oh, we've been God. through that before. But, uh, that poor bastard. But, <laughs> I know. 
But he went to the U, so we're good. Like, we're right. good. Um, but uh, Curtis Samuel was the player I heard the most talk about from different people in the coaching staff, people who were covering the team. Like, Curtis Samuel was the name, and he hasn't really had a fair shot because he had some significant injury, including their regular heartbeat. He had the procedure for it. He had the ankle injury his first season. But they really feel like he's come out strong and had a really good camp. And so if they can extend that into the season, I think you're going to be surprised by him. I just think that he's a guy that not as many people are paying attention to. So. All right, Daniel, what else? Okay, Stefan Wolf from Jacksonville, Florida. Stefan, right. where are you at? Like, where's Did you come from Jacksonville Wait, or do right you there. live in Jacksonville? We be see honest. Him. Okay, okay. Come on. <laughs> All right, here we go. Mike Clay has stated that Sterling Shepard is this year's Robert Woods. Is Mike Clay full of sh? <laughs> well, by the separate way, apart from the Robert Woods team, I was going to say that's two separate questions. <laughs> <laughs> that's two separate Not questions. More of a statement than a question. Um, so, on the second part, yes, just in general. No, in all seriousness, um, I don't. I don't, I don't have him ranked that way. Uh, I will say this. I think Mark, Mike Clay is, forget ESPN, I think Mike Clay legitimately is one of the best fantasy football analysts in the industry. He's unbelievable. Agreed. He does a great, great job for us. And so when he says something like that, uh, I think it's worth noting. And I, it's one of those things that would not shock me if it happened. Like there's certain things that we disagree about or whatever where I'm just like, there's just no way that happens. But... Certainly, we have seen flashes. We have seen uh, moments in time where Sterling Shepard has been a dominant fantasy player. And certainly, given an offense that we think, a defense that I should say that we think will struggle, along with Golden Tate out for four weeks. Yeah, the opportunity. Exactly. I mean, we think he's a talented young player. We think there's a lot of opportunity. We think the Giants are going to have to throw. So could I see it happen? Sure. My concern on him would would candidly just also be just scoring opportunities, right? Because I do think, I think... Barkley and Ingram lead that team in touchdowns. 14 straight games last year with at least 70 yards and four catches. So ridiculously solid last year for Robert Woods. I just I don't know an offense as okay as the Giants will be. I <laughs> was nice. Uh, can produce that kind of consistency from a player. What else, Daniel? What do you got? What All right, this got? one comes from Rebecca Shapiro. Rebecca, where are you well, at? Oh, yeah. yeah. So there's Rebecca Shapiro. Hello, Rebecca. Right over there. Rebecca. Love it. So, Rebecca. Wait, hang on. I want to explain who Rebecca Shapiro is. So next to Rebecca Shapiro is her father, Adam, who's literally one of my best friends in the world, who went to college with me, gave him a shout-out on the Simmons podcast the other day, if anyone listened to that. And so Adam and I played in the same dynasty football, fantasy football league for like, I don't know, a thousand years. You're old. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and it's worth noting that uh, two of the last three years I had beaten him in the finals, Rebecca, I just want to point that out that your dad's great, but he's just not as good as me. <laughs> and anyway, so this year, Adam is joining a league. His daughter, his 11-year-old daughter, Rebecca, wants to play fantasy football for the first time. Yeah, let's yeah. go. Get it up. So, <laughs> so I was going to ask you for a big round of applause for Rebecca Shapiro, but you guys beat me to it. Anyway. What's her question? She's an awesome kid, and... Uh, Adam, you're raising a right. All right, what do we got? Question is, I watched Antonio Brown on Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> That's yep. right. Same. Do you think he was a good dancer? <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, obviously. 
Not I, only was he great on Dancing with the Stars, right? Did you watch The Masked Man or whatever that show was called? I don't oh, know, the, the Masked Singer. Singer. The Masked Singer. Singer. Yeah, and he, I did. Like he was the first person. He was yeah. the first Masked Singer. He was up as what an elephant, a rhino. What was he? Sure, hippo. Hippo. Oh, sorry, it was a hippo. To the hippos out so there. I'll just real quickly just I'll give you a quick story about Antonio Brown and Dancing with the Stars. So a number <laughs> you of that, have these stories. Yeah, I have a story. And they're I have a story. not quick. Let's be honest. Listen. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Listen, we're all here. Let's have a few drinks. Let's have fun. How, have a couple buckets. How, bucket update. Double buckets. How we doing? How we, where we at? You got three, three left? left? Three left. Three left. Oh all right, we got to wrap this up before three, we go. Yeah, we got three left. Dude, he had double buckets. He's down to only three. I mean, it's, you're an animal. Animal. I respect you. Much respect. Also, I'd like to say no one looks better drinking out of a straw than Matthew Berry. Am I right? <laughs> So now you made me self-conscious about it. So it's awesome. But you know what? I'm still going to drink out of a mother straw. <laughs> so back oh. to the story. Uh, by the, the way, uh, by the way, allow me to apologize to 11-year-old Rebecca Shabiro. 11-year-old Rebecca, and that's how you're answering the question. All right. So listen, listen. Adam curses like a drunken sailor. It's fine. She's used to it, I'm sure. So anyway, so quick story. Quick story from my friend Rebecca Shapiro about Antonio Brown on Dancing with the Stars. A couple of years ago, I don't know if you guys remember this, but Antonio Brown was doing the was in the body issue. ESPN, you know, does these uh, every once a year they do the body issue, and where people appear like the next cover. Uh, yeah, appear like most <laughs> appear like they. You know, we have a lot of athletes that appear like basically naked. For whatever reason, I've never been asked to be in the body issue. <laughs> Still work. I offer. I'm offering. Like, come on, like me, like on the, you know, on a couch with my laptop, like you know, <laughs> projecting <laughs> fantasy players. For some, yeah, that's hot right my, there. My little gut hanging over. Like, come on. For whatever reason, it's not. It's never a sale. But anyway, uh, anyway. So we, as part of that, as part of him doing the shoot for the for the for the body issue, he was also going to be on the cover of ESPN's fantasy football magazine. So we were doing a shoot in Miami. And uh, so I flew down to Miami because I was going to take, take some photos with him and I was going to interview him for ESPN and he was also going to do, he was going to do two photo shoots in essence in one day, the body mag, uh, the body issue and then the fantasy issue. And so I'm sitting there and all of a sudden there's, uh, you know, there's like producers and photographers and makeup people and everything and there's like a woman there like in like a Lycra bodysuit, And I'm like, uh, hello. And she goes, oh, hi. I'm Antonio's dance partner on Dancing with the Stars. Which I'm like, oh, nice to meet you. I, like, what do you say to them, right? And so, um, and she just said, uh, so A, I thought it was really interesting. I said, what are you doing here? And she was just like, oh, Antonio wants to practice. I had to come, I had to fly here. And like, she basically, wherever he had to go, you know, in between they shows. They do that on that show. Huh? Like, like, lots of people do that on that show. Okay. Yeah, like, that's Fine. what they do. Like, the person travels with them because they're the star. Like, you know, that's part, that's how it works. I would have believed you. Hang on. Listen, Buzzkill McGee. <laughs> well, you're like, it was so amazing. I was so impressed that she traveled. Well, that's what they do. Like, they're paid. You might not know this, but they're actually paid to go travel with the stars, dancing with the stars. So they have to practice with yeah, the stars. Do it. <laughs> yeah. 
I'll, I'll curse it, and then it'll be broken. Then you'll have to deal with him. So. All right, Daniel, next question here. Next question I have comes from Bobby from Little Egg Harbor, New Jersey. Bobby, where are you at? Bobby. Right here. Are you actually Bobby's from New Jersey? there with buckets. All right. All right. First time. I drafted recently and wound up drafting Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Should I try to trade away one of them for someone else or keep both from the same team all season long? Wrong finger. Get this but, question a lot. Know, good job. Good job. Um, is that the wrong finger? Did I screw it up? <laughs> First time. We, but hey, we do, we do get this question a lot. The essence of it essentially being, is it bad to have two really good players from the same team because you're incurring some extra level of risk in case something goes wrong? Um, So, nice. for so, everyone that's so listening proud. at home, so, so everyone that's listening at home and wondering what all this was, no so somebody listening. in the audience brought a Thanos glove that you can buy, you know, from, from Avengers, and you can sort of control the fingers inside the glove, and it took me about a thousand years, but I managed to get it so that I got all the fingers down except the middle one, and I'm giving again? Stefania Bell the bird. Not very nice. That's, there you go. Here, I'll finish at, up at the Stefania, question here. At Stefania B87 on Instagram for that photo later. Yeah, NSFW. Uh, to finish off the question, basically the essence of it is, is it bad to have two players from the same offense because it becomes riskier if something goes wrong? Now that I learned how to do it, I'm so, I'm like so. <laughs> hey, Rebecca, nice Rebecca close your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> now it's stuck like that. The answer is no, especially with the no. Chiefs. The offense is going to be amazing. Like, I don't have any concerns about them. And just generally speaking, pick the best players. Like, yeah. Yeah. there is a risk that any player on any offense, that the offense could not be very good. But don't, I, I, I rarely live in myself. Yeah, they're not poaching yeah, I mean, from one another, so I don't have any problem with it either. I mean, yeah, to your point, like, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams don't know and don't care that they're on your fantasy team. <laughs> but if you had both of them, you'd be just fine. If you had Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas, you'd be just fine. You had Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, you'd be just fine. Travis you know? Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, you are right. just fine. Right, exactly, All right, Daniel, what else 100%. Okay, FF Tyler O from Philly. Tyler, where are you at? All right, are you actually from Philly? <laughs> oh my... What are you going to say now? How are you going to handle slide, this one? No yeah. big deal. Wait. Nick what? Chubb or Dalvin Cook, full point PPR? Nick Chubb. Who? Nick Chubb. I have Nick Chubb high. Dalvin Cook. You know, did, wait. Ooh, let me get this straight. I, let me get this I, straight. I, I'd go Dalvin Cook. I'd I think Dalvin there's Cook. a chance. I've, I've, started to have this, I've started to have this thought recently. Hang on for a second, though. Do you mind if I give me a second? This would be a quick one, right? Oh, I'll yeah, be just like Antonio all the rest Brown's of them. Was quick, yeah. The Antonio Brown story was awesome until Stefania ruined it. Listen, at least I had a Dancing with the Stars Antonio Brown story. That's true. I have no Dancing with the Stars. I like watching the show. Yeah. Just saying. And if you Star watch Ponya the Bell. show. Hang on, though. Yeah. But I, I think that's a fascinating answer, and I think a lot of people would be very interested to hear that, that you have Dalvin Cook higher than Nick Chubb, because obviously we all know about the talent. The concern on Dalvin Cook is the injury history that he's had throughout his NFL career. Talk a little bit about why you're so confident in Dalvin Cook. It's the one year removed from the ACL factor. And I think last year, if you guys were listening to the show, you probably heard me. Mike Clay was super high on Dalvin Cook. And I was like, I love the talent and I love where he left off. But the fact that he was getting so little work in the preseason, they played him, I think, in only two preseason games and very limited, like one or two series. And that was it. And everybody kept talking about how he was going to be the workhorse in Minnesota. And my concern was with that little exposure and real game football at full speed he had really just come back and been cleared for everything 
I was worried that he was going to do too much too soon and be at risk for another injury, like a soft tissue injury. That's exactly what happened. Hamstring injury was significant. You guys saw he tried to come back and play with it, never could get right. He finally had the rest of the offseason to get 100% healthy from that. That graft is another year stronger. We've seen there's data that shows that running backs and wide receivers two years removed from ACL surgery get back to their pre-injury metrics, and they usually take a dip in the first year. So just watching him, too, to the eye test, what little bit I've seen, now I, I feel much, much better about Dalvin Cook and the utilization I'm okay with. Yes, there's still going to be, you know, he gets the asterisk of having had that injury before. It was significant. But I like him. I know that they're going to run the ball in Minnesota. There's sure. no doubt about that. They've made it clear they're going to lean on him. Only this time I'm... I feel better about them doing it than I did last year. All right, Daniel, what do you I, got here? You I, to real, real quickly, though, I just want to, if I can make comment on Stefania's answer. Two sure. things. Number one is, I think, it's, I think that's fascinating because that's the only knock against Dalvin Cook is the injury history. So getting sort of Stefania's stamp of approval, I think, is really interesting because as much as I love to give Stefania a hard time, close your ears for a second. Uh, she is money in the bank when it comes to injury analysis. She is the best in the business. By the way, she is the best in the business, and it's not close. So, um, so I think that's fascinating. And by the way, I mean, we talk about you know Gary Kubiak adding to that offense, and they've, they've tried to address the offensive line a little bit. And the other part that was amazing about her answer was, I don't know if you saw it, but she low-key just completely threw Mike Clay under the bus. Yes, she did. <laughs> which was unbelievable. Yes, that was amazing. Just low-key just sort of just, just, you know, just did that there and just pointed out that you know, Mike was really high on him last year. And just you know, so and if anyone missed that, that's what she said. She just talked about the fact that Mike Clay. I love was Mike Clay, and he knows soup- it. No, but I think it's important that Mike Clay was really high <laughs> on Dalvin Cook last year, and obviously Dalvin Cook just killed fantasy teams. And again, <laughs> it was Mike Clay at Mike Clay NFL. You should tweet him at this. Um, that was high on Dalvin Cook last year, and so if you drafted him, it was probably Mike Clay. It's fault at Mike Clay NFL. And no, again, and that's entirely been... from Stefania Bell. I'm not bringing that up. It, I, I don't know, but I just, I'm just trusting Stefania to bring that up and mention that and just point out, out that, again, that Mike Clay is the one that recommended highly Dalvin Cook last year. We're down to our final two. Last two up, questions. Ben wants to know, I'm in a league where the winners pick the, a league rule for next year. If you could have one league rule that you implement, what would you do? No Stefania. <laughs> Wow. Now the tables are <laughs> wow. I just been so nice to you. I felt it was too I was breaking the ice. Yeah, no, um, that's uh, by the Super way, flex. I can't even by the way, I can't even count how many leagues you and I have been in over the I years know. together. Like I, I, 8 billion. Each one of you gets one answer. Field, give me your answer. What league rule would you change going into next year? Would I change? What yeah, like, I or implement a rule, or what would you do for your one league rule that you would do? I to be honest, I'd probably get rid of kickers. I, I gave you mine already. Oh, it's just, ah, you stole mine, because I was literally going to say Superflex. That would be my, my one rule would be okay, Superflex. Okay, did you no guys defense, hear that I said no Superflex kickers. before? Yes, I said Superflex first before we even Nobody started. heard any of that. No one heard any of that. Um, it's called the, yeah, it's called the, that's right. It's, it's called the microphone, Stefania, it's all right. I know it's your first time on stage. Listen, um. <laughs> No, all seriousness, um, uh, since you take no kickers and Stefan, you did say Superflex uh, first, I'll, I'll say this. A punishment for the loser. Yeah! That's what it would have to be for the last place. And now listen, it's a, it's a thing like it, everyone has to be on board with what it is because at certain levels, like there, there are some leagues that go to real extremes and not everyone has the same comfort level in terms of humiliation. But even if it's something as dumb as like the loser has to 
has to do all the stickers at the draft next year or just pick up the bar tab for next year or whatever it is, but some punishment for the loser. Like, I'm always for the most humiliating stuff in the world, right? but that would be my one rule. Okay. Last question comes from Fine. Nick M. in San Francisco. Wants to know, where's, where's, Nick? where's Nick M.? Nick M., are you here? Nick M. from San Francisco wants to know, is 0.0 a good passer rating for a starting quarterback? Did you invent... You, you planted that because I didn't see any Nick. No, I don't know who Nick M. is, but he was, I think he was just asking. Nick Mullins, weird. Oh. Answer the question. Answer the question. This is, oh. it, is it good? It just Is that a good passer That's rating? Just um, Wait, can I amend the question? Sure. <laughs> Especially if you pay that guy $120 million. Let's say you pay someone $120 million is 0.0 a good pass. But, yeah. but hey. Here's the thing. He's an absolute smoke show. Does yeah. that help it at all? That does help. Hold on. He didn't play Duh. for at least eight games last year, and he cost you $120 million. And you know what? You guys are just are jealous. Two games. <laughs> two ga- How many games has he played total for the Niners now? Eight? Not enough. Seven? Anyway. Not enough. Enough. Listen. Uh, well, you don't give up on a, on a preseason performance for a guy coming off ACL. All seriousness, if you watched the game at all last night, you saw a guy who looked very apprehensive in the pocket. Can I, just, and, can I show you? How, I watched the game. Can I show you how I did it? Yeah. He actually, except for looking like, not looking at all like you, he looked like you. Like, he... He was so quick to get out. He was turning a lot to the right. If you saw him, like, turn away, he would throw and pivot off to the right really quickly. Like, he was afraid to step up in the pocket. He wasn't stepping up because that's where most quarterbacks take hits to their knees. I know he he injured himself running off to the sideline, but the fact is when you have traffic, when you have a Vic Fangio defense flying at you and it's the first time you've seen live action in a year and the last time you blew out your knee – they're, you're going to be nervous. And I would rather have him have a 0.0 and look like crap now and come back and make it to the playoffs where your team Hot take. this year. Hot takes you would rather have the 0.0 in the preseason and yeah. then have them make the playoffs. Yeah, which when you guys are sitting home and we're in the playoffs, you can... I will take the bet that hold either on. Matthew or I's franchise will make the playoffs Daniel, before the 49ers. Be, uh, hold <laughs> on. Do, we do realize, by the way, that the third longest losing streak, uh, consecutive seasons with a losing streak in the NFL belongs to Yep. Time 49ers. to turn it around. The That's San Francisco what I say. 49ers. So I will say this. I will say that either Daniel's Detroit Lions or my Washington Redskins will have more wins than your San Francisco 49ers. I will say that my now healthy, once we get Nick Bosa, we get Jerry McKinnon back. Hold on, now healthy, once we get all of these unhealthy players back. They're all going to be back by week one. They'll be back by week one. I I say my, once once we trade for Tom Brady, Washington Redskins. (laughs) I say when my Barry Sanders, Calvin Johnson comes back for the Detroit Lions. (laughs) Yes. Right. See, the difference is that I actually have a chance of my things coming true, yeah, okay. which is why I say that my San Francisco 49ers will have more wins than either of your stupid teams. Put, Put it, it on, on the board! board! Put it on the board. All right, great stuff there. Thank you to all of you from the audience. Q&A for submitting those, especially Nick M. all the way in San Francisco for sending it <laughs> across the country. Yeah, we yeah. are going to, of course, right from here, do a Q&A, or not a Q&A, a picture Session. Pictures, yeah. everything. Yeah. Hey, real lit. quickly, um, our thanks so much to all of our sponsors. Like, p- 
please support our sponsors. It's how we keep the podcast free. It's how we're able to do events like this. We love coming yes. out and seeing you guys. So please support uh, Straight Talk, Zip Recruiter. Who else? ADT. ADT. There's too many of them to list, Matthew. Too many of them to list. Thank you, everybody, for the drinks tonight. Come and come get a photo if you'd like to. In the meantime, remember, every day, except for tomorrow, every single day, 10 a.m., Twitter, YouTube, ESPN Fantasy Facebook page, the ESPN app. Come hang with us. And I'll just, I will say this just really quickly. I just want to thank you. Listen, it's not a cheap ticket. And then, and that, and then you, you add to the ticket, you've got to, maybe you have to pay a babysitter. You have to come in here. You got parking, everything like that. It is expensive. Uh, and time is valuable, right? People have, have lots of things. They have family. They have jobs. They have, they have other things going on. And so for you guys to come out on a Tuesday night and spend a couple of hours with us means so much to all of us. I know I speak for everyone Amen to at that. the 06010. Greatest city in the world, baby. Let's go. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Peace out. Today's horoscope brought to you by GEICO. Today begins a journey toward a new you, Aries, making smarter, healthier decisions for yourself. Starting with going to GEICO.com and discovering you could save hundreds of dollars a year on car insurance with GEICO. You will also attend your first fitness boot camp. Your journey toward a new you will stumble after your 11th burpee and ends with you hyperventilating in the parking lot. Tomorrow's a new day, Aries. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.